Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. You know, when I have a large project at home, sometimes it makes sense to do it by myself. But other times, I actually save money in the long term and have a much better solution if I use an expert. It's really not that much different with church planning. Church planners who focus on building their core team and actually planting the church and partner with portability experts like Portable Church Industries hit the ground running. Yes, you may have to raise more funds up front, but let me tell you something. If I could go back in a time machine and do one thing different in all the churches that I planted, I would go back and have invested that money in Portable Church and all of the super cool kit that they give you to make the volunteers and their lives much, much easier. Trust me, your volunteers will feel invested in, and they're going to give you more of what they got. And that time where people are setting up is going to be a time where it sets the atmosphere for you to thrive. If you're thinking about launching in the next 6 to 36 months, we encourage you to check them out at PortableChurch.com. Hey, Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. Welcoming you to another gun battle. Oh, no, wait. To a special holiday edition of the Church Planner podcast, I might add. (laughs) You know what? I think people need to understand just how much you and I prepare ourselves for this podcast. So, Peyton, what are we going to talk about? Well, I think I'm going to take this conversation from the Bible in a circle. Okay, let's go ahead and pray before we get started. Then after the prayer, you know, based on that prayer, I think we should do something <laughs> totally different. So. I might just slightly at times change my mind. I like it. So why don't you tell everyone what we are going to talk about, and then we can get into some you know, good old-fashioned smack talk. Absolutely. Pete can't wait to talk about guns. So I'll go Mm. ahead and jump straight into the topic, which is Christmas. 
it's coming up. People are going to come to your church uh, more so than ever. People are more likely to come to church more so than ever. What should you do at Christmas as a church plant, as a church planter? Well, let me tell you something, brother. Now that it's that part of the show where we talk smack, what you gonna do when the Church Planner Podcast runs wild on you? You know, I think we need another clip from the other Hulk, too. Hulk Ooh. smash! We, we need to just alternate Hulks, you know? It could be like dueling Hulks. I ding, 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 ding. Like that. Oh. Speaking of... Oh, yeah. You know, by the time this thing airs, it's going to be days away. And I'm a little bit disappointed to hear that you are not going to be seeing Star Wars opening night. It, yeah, it's almost going to be Last Jedi Eve. Like one week from today is Last Jedi Eve. That's true. Yeah. Except that you can actually see it on Thursday, which is when I'm going to see it. You can. You can. So th- that's not the release date, though. Well, it well it, technically, right? it's midnight. So I think what they do is it's like... Midnight somewhere in the world because I can see it at 7 p.m. <laughs> it's like your definition of happy hour. Pretty much. And it is my happy hour. You can see it at, uh, at 7 p.m. on Thursday. So that's, uh, you what? know, that, I did not know that. That's why I'm going to run over Thursday night oh, and watch it. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So I, you know, for me, it's all hinged around the, the babysitter and I have this thing. I do have this I have thing a babysitter. About it's called my wife. Oh. See, now this is a family event for us. So I will be taking my oldest daughter, my youngest daughter. This is a religious event for me. So I will not be taking my family. My, my youngest daughter is obviously adopted because she does not want to go to this. And, uh, (laughs) oh, that's just harsh. (laughs) Both my kids are adopted. And, uh, anyways, but you know, the, the reality is I want to go on opening night. I really do, but I don't like being around all those people, which is kind of strange. As someone in ministry. Well, but, you're the biggest you know. extrovert I know. And then every time you go, no, I'm really an introvert. And I'm like, no, you're not. I don't think you understand what that is. No, I understand it very, very you well. Don't. Remember, I got a minor in psychology. But here's the deal. I, I actually, my gifting is extroverted. It's apostolic gifting. But my temperament, temperament and gifting are totally different. I could be left alone forever in my office. I had a buddy of mine ask me, he goes, because right now I'm in a project phase. And I'm alone all the time right now. And he's like, does that ever bother you, like being alone? I'm like, nope. It actually can be very dangerous for me because I'll go deeper and deeper down into that hole, which is what I write about, Pete, in Reaching the Unreached, Becoming Raiders of a Lost Art. Cha-ching. Sorry, I didn't have a cha-ching. I had to rely on (laughs) Chewbacca. You know, Chewie works. That's what Chewie's saying. Chewie was actually saying, buy my book. For your friends and your family, and especially your pastor for Christmas and your small group, by the way, there's a bulk discount at reachingtheunreachbook.com. I'm just saying, chit-chat. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I really have debated, and I don't think I'm going to do it. My son, Luke, is six years old right now. I really want him to put on his Poe Dameron Halloween costume and go to see it on opening night with me. What? But- I don't think I'm going to because it's seven o'clock, which means we're not going to get home till nine thirty ten. It's a school night. He usually goes to bed around eight thirty, so I, I don't think I'm going to do it yet. And I but, haven't previewed but, it. But Star Wars, I don't think he really cares. Oh, he doesn't. I mean, yeah. Then, then you see, you and I are the same on this too. Movies, we like watching movies by ourselves. Oh, I love it. 
Yeah. Every Sunday, that's what I do. Yeah. I go to the movies. You and I saw well, a movie. No, no. And, uh, Actually, every Sunday, I go to the gun range first. I spend an hour and a half to two hours there. Then I go to the movies. So where does Islands come into this now? Well, I don't even... I go to Islands with you and when were you and I together last. Hmm? 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 Yeah. When we saw Blade Runner 2049, which was an interesting which I love, topic of conversation. I love the guys in the Bible Winter Circle because they full-on put the smack down on you. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. They you did, can I say whatever you it. want, but my guys were like, Deckard is so not a replicant. And then you were like, no, no, pew, 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 pew. He was a replicant. Pew, 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 pew. That's my little pea shooter. That's what you were doing. <laughs> Thou doth protest too much, me. No, I'm just saying I enjoyed the fact that I didn't even have to do anything. My guys, my he guys, makes did such it a for great me. mafia overlord. But I'm just saying, if you watch enough mafia films, you find turncoats. All I'm saying is, I converted one of your guys over to my side. Go back and listen Who? this morning. Who? I, I just, I'm gonna let that dangle out there a bit. If 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 you did, <laughs> they're no longer in the Bivo <laughs> Inner Circle, and if they're platinum. <laughs> I revoke their platinum membership forthwith. Yes. I love it. I'm just saying. Petey uh, don't Pete's play that. not a sore loser at all. I didn't even, that was the I'm thing saying. is I didn't even have to. It was like <laughs> you bring something up and then my guys just go to town for me. And I was like, all right, cool. I dig it. Yeah. I, I didn't hear that. I only heard one guy. So oh, if, you if weren't if you thought attention. it was multiple, I only heard one and it was kind of weak. Oh, you can say thou doth protest too much. You can say whatever you want. You can't steal my lines. I, my lines are brilliant. You hey. can't steal them. That's how I converted your guy. Hey. I love you, man. <laughs> Let's hug it out, man. You know, it, it was funny because in the conversation, it was funny because it. I laugh at that Bible inner circle sometimes because uh, so there's other times, man, like we're talking the most serious stuff. We got guys crying. We got guys talking about bottom of the world. And then we got. Some days where it's like, tell us your scariest animal story. Other times it's, uh, you know, like this, where it's just pure ridiculous. And what's great is some of the younger guys had never seen Blade Runner. That's how this got started. One of them gets on there and goes, Wasn't it hey, Travis? Hey. No, it was uh, Andre. Oh. And it's on there and goes, hey, guys, I just watched this with my wife. And what? What? What the what? <laughs> <laughs> he's like i don't what am i missing like this movie I, why do you guys talk about it like oh and my wife says by the way you guys are no longer allowed to pick out our family entertainment for the week why <laughs> what do you mean I don't and know. his wife got on and commented by oh that was andre that? said that oh, okay yeah yeah i heard his wife jump on there that was fantastic that was one of the the best highlights of the Bible inner circle. So well, I, and then, and then we had to back off Pete and, and say that it was enshrouded in mystery because the reality is that the movie maker kind of like inception, they don't want you to know, they want you to talk about it. They want you to, to debate it and do exactly what we're doing. Well, the, the it's a mystery. I, I kind of agree with Andre on the part that I kind of thought, what is the point of this movie? Like they could have cut out 45 minutes to almost an hour of that movie, and it would have been no different. Part one or part two? Part two. Oh, I With, thought he was talking about part one. Well, I don't he know. He was talking about part one. See, part one to me made more sense than part two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Part two was kind of trying to, like, explore a deeper, you know, kind of like the first one, explore the philosophical. But this way, I didn't, I didn't really like where they're going with part two. 
Yeah. The, the, the Philly, like, I don't care if replicants can have babies. I do care about AI and the state of AI. Welcome to the Church Planner Podcast. We're going to get into what you need to have for your Christmas session in a few minutes. This is the holiday edition. Come on. And I got the holiday, the Star Wars holiday gift guide in front of me open. Now, I know, Pete, you just want guns. I do. Zombie guns. Zombie blasters. That's what you want. Oh! Come on. I'm, I'm no. shutting up. Go for it. No. You got the stage. You, no. You're holding the conch. So, here, if you haven't been listening, I've, I've, I've converted... <laughs> I am now, I am now a gun geek. I am like, I've gone my whole life just been like, you know, I kind of like guns to, wow, I have one. I want more. And there's a shortage of ammunition in my household right now. And it's really bothering me. And, and no joke. If I talk to Pete about any topic right now, it's kind of like, you know, I was reading this, uh, this, this thing about this Christian record producer where they, they, they went into the studio and they're like, the weird thing is, is, uh, and he was kind of a big deal in the music. He was, he was a mixer and producer, but they said, you know, we would pour our heart out into the song about the Lord and somehow he turned everyone. This was his gift. He would turn every song into a song about his butt. It didn't matter if it was the best worship song you ever heard. He'd make it about his butt. If it was a song by Fernando Ortega or whoever, he'd make it about his butt. And that was his constant joke. So at his funeral, everybody kept talking to him. They did a documentary on him. His name is Gene Eugene. Some of you guys will know Gene Eugene's kind of a legend. But uh, but that's Pete right now. If I talk to Petey about anything, I'll be like, hey, how'd you do that thing? You know, it'd be some technical trick. Well, you need a Glock first. <laughs> I did text that to you this morning. About <laughs> you're like, how'd you do like, that? Every I go, conversation turns to guns. I, I sent him a text and you go, wow, that's cool. I need to know how to do that. How'd you do it? And I go, first, you need a Glock. <laughs> 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 Yesterday. That's- he calls guess me. I'm thinking about. Guess what I'm thinking about. Oh, yeah. uh, it is. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday he calls me, and he's like, "Hey man, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm cleaning my gun." And then when I found out, okay, there was no point to his call. Okay, I gotta go. I gotta get back to my gun right now and finish cleaning it. It, it was a friend call. It was, was literally like, just, "How you doing, man?" He's like, "I gotta go." And I, I, I as he hung up, hey, I, I called. Like I, no I, I answered the call. To find out, is there, is there, do I have a Wind River moment right now that I need to like? Oh, oh, you don't need me to just sit with you? No, just kind of, just need to talk to a friend. That's all. I'm okay. And I'm like, okay, well then I gotta go. I gotta finish cleaning my guns. Friends don't need reasons, Pete. That that needs to be hashtag friends don't need reasons. And then Barry's texting you going, uh, Pete's got a small arsenal from what I hear. Yes, and it's getting bigger. Oh, it's worth reading that text. I don't. I, Let me look it up. I don't. I only have a part of the text because your your screenshot only had part of it on it for me. That's all I'm saying. Let's see, Barry Waters. Where are you? There it is. So first uh-huh. of all, it starts out a little bit like this, and then it goes to, and then we have a little, and then this is what it's like at my house now. I'm just saying. Wow. That's crazy. I'm just so saying. So Barry says, I heard that Pete has amassed an arsenal of guns to the point where he could take on a small army. I've also heard rumors that he is expanding his operations into private military contracting and that the Bible training 
is a front for mercenary recruitment. There's a lot of chatter on the dark web, a new outfit codename, Mitchell's Mercenaries, that apparently are the new big players on the scene. Also, is it true that Pete has erected 15-foot walls around his house and insists to be referred to as the compound? I read on Twitter, Pete spends all day sitting on a giant gold throne, has all his teeth replaced with gold teeth, and has a pet lion. Is that true? It's not far off. The the 15-foot walls are actually 12-foot, and that's actually true. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You have 12-foot walls. I do have 12-foot walls around my house. We raised them when we moved in because I don't want to see my neighbors or hear from them ever. Pete the Compound King Mitchell. Yeah, so, you know, I I actually – I will admit that yesterday I drove all the way to Orange to see my gun guy. Cause I was, I was on the fence. I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting a Glock 23 with a conversion kit. So that way I can have a Glock 19 and 23 at the same time. It's two guns in one. That's when it becomes a Glockenspiel. <laughs> no. And, or, or here's the thing. <laughs> but man. I made you laugh at my dad joke. That was <laughs> pretty did. satisfying. Yeah. And then Sunday, here's the thing, guys. You know, Dan Sams will understand where I'm coming from. I hadn't fired a 1911 yet. So Sunday, I go to the gun range. I rent a 1911. I felt like that gun was specifically designed for this hand right here because it fit in there like a glove. Yeah, like 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 the lawmaker. So I was like, Judge Stray. I was already, man, I'm getting the Glock 23 conversion kits. That way I got both Glock 23 and 19. I'm ready. And then I do the 1911 and I'm like, what? <laughs> That's the one for me. All right. So yeah, we know that we want to get Pete a gun. Some help. So um, do you want to just throw out what, what your wish list is? What, like, what, what do you want? You know, I have to actually be really careful about what I say in this form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, I know because because I even asked him. I'm like, hey, can you buy me a gun? Like, can you do? I don't have one. Like, maybe I should have it. You show me the zombie gun, and I'm like, can you oh, buy that for me for Christmas? Yeah, no. Here's true story, guys. For those of you who are into guns, you'll get this. There's a color called zombie green, which is basically fluorescent green, and uh, you know, a lot of the uh, the AR-15s you can paint. You know, there's special gun paint, but you can paint them so that way you can have your own colors, your own camouflage, or, you know, whatever color you want instead of the basic black. And Who wants that? Well, I mean, one, if you're hunting, a black rifle just sticks out. Like, you're wearing camo, but you got this big old long black rifle. It sticks out, so you actually... You black stick. You, you do need to use some camo on it, but... I'm not a hunter. I actually have no desire to kill any animal. <laughs> you have no desire to go outside. No, actually, I do want to go hunting so long as I don't have to kill anything. Like, I think it would just be fun. I'm so with you, man. If I were a hunter, I could draw a bead on something, but I wouldn't want to kill it, man. I, don't, I think I, it's cool that people hunt and kill and eat it. I don't have a problem with it. I was, I was I, raised I agree by a hunter. You. I don't have yeah. a problem with it either. Yeah. I just, personally, I don't want to kill it. Yeah, I don't want to you. touch a data animal. I don't want to clean it. I don't want to carry it the heck out of wherever I just shot it from. You know, that now it's funny you say that because I was raised by a hunter, never been hunting. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, yeah, never been. Were you just a and, big, giant disappointment? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it was is is my mom was like, hey, you know, like she was a single mom, and my stepdad was selling motorcycles. They didn't have the money. You know, hunting's kind of expensive. I, I'm, and, I'm uh, discovering how yeah. expensive and, it uh, is. And so, and so what was funny is, you know, until you just now said that, 
I never thought about the fact you got to haul that freaking deer out of there. I, dude, I'm like, no way am I carrying that thing out. Holy cow. Like, I've never, you know, you see it on the front of the car. So, you, you know, there's like this mental gap for me where I'm like, yeah, you just put on the hood. That's got to be hard. That's a but you, I, I have to hunt, those things. I have to hunt right by the side of the road. <laughs> Which brings up a very intimate moment on the Church Planner podcast when uh, we had our first uh, contest giveaway. And we called the guy up, and he was in the middle of hunting. And we That's ruined true. his hunt for the entire day to we tell did. him he was a winner. But he called won 30 him live bucks. on the podcast. He, he, he won 30 bucks. He was actually cool with it. Yeah, I mean, that was a good haul, you know. And he didn't have to carry that back out of the woods. Yeah, so... um so if any church planners out there would like to invite me to go hunting with you, I would love it. Like seriously, email in, tell me when and where I'll fly anywhere in the country because nice. I'd love to go hunting. This, by the way, would be a great podcast. You won't, you won't kill anything, but yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> well, here's not- what we need to do. When you do it, here's the proviso. Church planner, if you invite Pete out and you take him, you have to video it. Well, and, and here's the other thing too. Like, I, I I won't kill anything for a couple of reasons. One, I don't want to kill anything. And two, I don't think I'm good enough to actually hit anything. Like, you got to understand. Might shoot some deer's toes off. Or something. <laughs> I know they don't have toes, but, you know. Like, thanks a lot, Pete. Now I'm missing a couple of toes. What's up? <laughs> so I, I don't think I'd be any good for that. But I would love an ex- excuse to buy an 1895, which is another type of a rifle, which I really, really want. I believe... When you look at Wind River, he had an 1895. That's what his rifle was. It's so funny, dude. Now you're watching everything. I do. What's he got? What's he got? Wait, pause that. Dude, it's true. It's true. Like, I'm sitting there with Jamie, and I go, oh, that's a 1911. And she's like, stop it. I'm like, oh, that's a Glock. I'm like, I know what these guns are now. It's like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. See, for me, it's just gun. Man has gun. Yeah. Oh man so, has gun. Oh man has revolver. And I'm not even. I'm that. not even kidding about that. Like seriously, invite me. I will go because I've never he been. Will go. Pete doesn't say these things lightly. I just. But, I think it'd be hey, fun. Since since it's a holiday guide and we got to get into our show, I just really quickly want to tell you some of the things that you can get with Last Jedi coming out since Christmas is right around the corner. You can get a whole array of stormtrooper helmets, replica stormtrooper helmets and i mean things that cost a lot of money so if you're like i don't know what i want this year tell the family you want a bright red stormtrooper helmet you can get the snow trooper helmet you can get the weird black stormtrooper like the death trooper or whatever that thing was. wasn't he the tie fighter oh oh oh, no 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 i know what you're talking about no the rogue one you know those really just bad to the bone black stormtroopers sure that's what i'm talking about you can get that's racist by the way well, uh, no comment on that. Um, just going to pretend that wasn't said. And, <laughs> uh, you can get a Jedi robe sleeved blanket. Um, so you look like a Jedi master walking around your house. You know, you put the hood on. You can tell your kids strike me down. And I'll become more powerful than you ever imagined. You get radio remote control BB eights, build it yourself droid, no array of, of books in the end of array of books. You can get a, Radio flyer, land speeder. You can also get like the electronic cars I have for kids, a land speeder. Nice. You can get, and I make no joke about this because you know I would not joke about this, a Wicked the Ewok dog costume for your dog. 
So it looks like Wicket walking around on his front end. If you look at him dead on from the front, you can get a Darth Vader cheese board with a floral pattern and Darth Vader's head on it. You can get a uh, Empire Defend the First Order picnic basket set. You can get a Mexican uh, Star Wars Pendleton throw rug or blanket, which actually looks pretty cool, and I kind of want it. So I'm just saying, if you want to show your appreciation. And and you can get Therese's Star Wars leggings for the ladies. <laughs> and, unless you, you know, I don't want to judge. You might be like, you know, leggings are really comfortable. And they're Star Wars, so they're kind of masculine. I don't want to judge. You hipsters out there wear things I would question all the time. So if you're going to wear that, I'm cool with that. And uh, you can also send those to 12340 <laughs> Seal Beach Boulevard, number B632, Seal Beach, California, 90740. Care of Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'll be happy to take care of those for you. And don't forget, for all of Pete and I's baking needs, um, you can get R2-D2 measuring cups and coffee canisters and even a Rebel rubber spatula for mixing cakes when Pete and I bake. What is thy bidding, my master? Funny thing, though, I did go to Disneyland to celebrate my daughter's birthday because um, she's born on Christmas Day. So we went to Disneyland and saw the Christmas stuff and uh, went on Star Tours. When did you and go? I ke- uh, Sunday. Shit. <laughs> You know, when you called me on Tuesday, that's where we were. We were in line for Star Tours. Did you see the new clips? I did. From the new movie? I it did. was rad. Yeah. I was so blown away, man. I did not know. So, you know where Darth Vader, like, stops the tram? Now it's, it's Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren. Yep. Oh, so good, dude. What I mean, what, which one did you watch? Uh, we I, I don't know how many they're playing right now, but we were in those speeders from the or the you know the the new movie that's coming out with the yeah the red sand the red sand yeah oh, and it was it was like spraying the screen and yeah getting all over your windshield that was so rad then did you go through that weird red meteor afterwards yes yes oh, i was like I that, bet that's the one they're playing all the time right now i that's what i think too and i was like you know what i bet you anything this is in the new movie oh uh, it was all it was all out of the new movie yeah, the the red meteor. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's got to so be happening in the new yeah. Movie. It's on the trailer. Yeah, the, but I love. Th- this is how how uh, dumb of a device Adats are. Star Tours shot yeah, the Adat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shot it on. The, oh, never thought about going over the top of the Adat and shooting <laughs> it from above. What an idea! Yeah, so I was like, so, eh. this is this is no joke. And, and I hesitate to say this, but I'm going to say it because I know, I know how funny it is. So I don't like roller coasters. I can handle Space Mountain. I can handle, I love the Matterhorn. Matterhorn at night is rad, right? And I got to admit, the Yeti's a little scary. You've been on it recently? No. That Yeti's really spooky. No, now. he's not. It, dude. Go on with so your story. Any, anyways. I've already I, lost all respect for you, but go on. I can handle most roller coasters, but I don't like things that make me fall. Now, I have fallen off of a cliff at a very young age, created a little bit of a falling phobia. I did go, by the way, on Galaxy uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought I was going to die. Like, scariest thing I've ever done it's in my life, as, other than fall off a real cliff. It's the cliff. same thing of the terror, Hollywood, whatever it was, Hollywood terror or whatever it was called. Yeah, but they made it worse. It's worse now because Andrew's like, oh, my gosh, that was way worse. But anyways, hmm. all this to say, because I don't like drops, I don't like Pirates of the Caribbean. 
You're like so, my wife. It's like a five foot river drop. I and I know it's it's seriously from like going from the second story to the first. It's not that bad. You're just going underground by like what one story. I you know I gotta I honestly gotta tell you this. Sometimes when you talk, I literally think to myself, how did we become such good friends? Because we've got like nothing in common, like nothing. We used to think we had movies in common until we had this podcast. And then we discovered, no, we have Star Wars in common, but that's about it. We kind of have the 80s in common, but we we started to to maybe deviate a little bit, you know, with modern movies. I'm Marvel, you're DC. But see, okay, there's a reason for this, though. It's age. So, so you're two DC, years older. That's it. No, wait a second. How old are you now? 42. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, that's not it. It's me. not the age. But Marvel. You see yourself as older and wiser than me. That's in no, your No, no, not wiser. Just older. <laughs> Trust me. Just older. I'm just saying. But, but you know, it's funny because Marvel, like a whole generation, like Barry's generation, Dan Torres, all those guys, all into Marvel. And the reason why is because it's their better. cartoon will definitely makes better movies, but their cartoons when they were kids in the nineties was the X-Men cartoon. But for us, we didn't have Marvel. We had Spider-Man and that was a fantastic cartoon. The amazing Spider-Man, but we had super friends, super friends is what we had. So my generation love super loves DC. No, no, I that's what I grew up watching every Saturday morning yeah. with Super Friends. I didn't. And grow it was up, it was hands down the best cartoon on TV. It probably was. Is I don't really remember anything else. Even Aquaman with his orange and green was better on there. But yeah, I agree, dude. I so agree. He was a rad Aquaman. He was geeky. It's it's oh, true. Totally he was rad. They were all geeky. I mean, they were Wonder Twins. Come on, Wonder Twins, dude. I'll never Make forget me watching into a bucket of water. <laughs> and she would always be some combination of like he would be an ice wall or a bucket of water and she would be she couldn't just be a bear she'd be like form up an eagle bear or an eagle monkey it was always some cross between two animals was it I then they had the leap the space monkey remember him because yes. you know you couldn't just have zan yes. and gene or whatever he, he had, had to, to have... stick his nose in between so the two of them could actually touch do you remember that one I forgot about that oh yeah yeah, and then uh, and and then I'll never forget because Batman was real square in that. Hey, uh, Robin, come over here! Like you, you just can't take a Batman seriously. Like like Batman was not as cool as other characters on that. And uh, I'll never forget watching one because it was the seventies, and they had they were on CBs, like CBs, dude, like trucker CB. You know, <laughs> you probably don't remember growing up with CBs in your car, but that was like a thing, dude, in the seventies. People had CBs in their car, and you would talk to truckers on road trips. And so Batman's on there, and there he has to teach Robin CB talk. And uh, I'll see if I can find this clip for you. But I, I just um, want to point out that y- you did grow up in the South. <laughs> I did. That is true. That is true. But I moved to California at four, and I tell you, cross country trip with CB was rad. But uh, I, I loved CBs. I always wanted one when I had my truck. I had a CB in it. <laughs> True story. What was what was your name? Well, the thing is, I what never had handle? I never had an antenna for it, so I couldn't uh, I couldn't hear or say anything. And yeah, I was, I was yeah. Broke. And so Robin goes nuts when he learns a talk CB, oh, and he's he? like, "Hey, Batman, I'm gonna shake the trees and rake the leaves." And I'll never forget 
some of some of those little things that Robin came out with, man, were geeky as heck, but they stuck in my brain to this day. To this day. To this moment nice. on this podcast. Well, we should actually uh We have no time. <laughs> this was like the special holiday edition of Smack Talk. No, we're we're right at the, the halfway mark. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Oh, okay, so I'm right, reading the Scott, talk wrong. It's time for this week's topic. Still talking over our dudes. Well, before we get to this week's topic, uh, you want to give us a really long URL? <laughs> yeah, I do. And here it is. It's corporateboxoffice.com forward slash theater. That's T-H-E-A-T-R-E dash church. That's again, corporateboxoffice.com forward slash theater, like theater, T-H-E-A-T-R-E forward slash Church. You want to tell and them? why would I be giving yeah, you that? I'm like, you can tell them why we're giving them this long. Oh, no! Pete, Regal Theater Church is a smart growth strategy for your church. What? Tell me about this. Yeah. You know, it's funny because your community center, all those things, this is a facility that's right smack dab in the middle of all the traffic. You get the benefits of a space that a movie theater adds comfy seats, stage, Big overhead screen, let me tell you, Pete Mitchell. And uh, at the end of the day, hey, there's popcorn afterwards. So if you're looking for – and hot dogs. If you're looking for a pl- – no, not a strong selling mm, point? No. No? Junior mints, maybe? No. Coke? Okay. Yeah. All right. Or, or – Some or churches have a coffee bar. We got a, a movie theater concession stand. <laughs> Video games. So so here's the deal, right? We got whack-a-mole. Um, <laughs> It's going to be flown with traffic after your church service. Why not get in there, infiltrate public space, and learn how to do church in a spot where people are already going? Once again, that was corporateboxoffice.com forward slash theater, T-H-E-A-T-R-E. Yeah. Dash church. Cool. And now on to today's topic. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Again. So, okay, so today's topic is for the special holiday edition. I'm going to go ahead and check out now. Now it's all you. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. All right, it's just me. I'm just going to run, and I know you're going to be surfing the net for guns. And uh, so here's the deal. We actually, every year, have this little thing called Christmas. You might have heard about it. It's kind of like a big deal. starts at Halloween. And uh, what happens is every year people say that they are more likely to come at two times a year, this CNA crowd at Christmas. And Christmas, like no other time, people got more of the gospel growing up around this time of year than probably any other time. And so this is most likely the time where the Holy Spirit has been working in people's lives, where people got the seed of the word, at least in some way, shape, or form. Jesus comes up a lot more frequently in conversation during this time. Um, of course, you know, as you know, Jesus is a reason for the season. And uh, right now is the time where people are actually uh, probably going to come to your church who wouldn't normally come. So the question is, what do you do for your church service? What are the things that you ought to be doing? What are the things you should avoid doing? And how do you do the things you should be doing well? Are you going to ask a question, or are you just going to expect me to go? <laughs> I just paused to see if he had any <clears throat> thoughts on that. Uh, amen, brother. <laughs> all right, all right. You know that's my oxygen. I love that. So here's the thing. <laughs> that's like refuge language. Preach it. 
Reach. What was it the guy used to say? Uh, wasn't testify. There was a, oh, they would go, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel bad for Refuge Long Beach. You can't After bring them up. After what I did to them, yeah, I, I feel so bad, man. <laughs> Still hasn't been reinstated. So oh, it, it never will be because of yeah. me. It probably never will be. Pete, Pete basically broke, uh, Refuge Long Beach, but it's okay. It's okay. You know, but, um, but anyway, so here's the deal, right? Um, what should you be doing? I, I know that at Christmas time, people like to do a lot of different things and they like to, um, have special things for Christmas. Like you like to get all the kids up front. You like to have them, uh, do a special Christmas song or you like to, you know, we've done all that. We've, we've done all the, the different things, but the reality is by now, if you're listening to this, it's probably too late to talk about Christmas outreach. So we're just going to talk about the service itself. And what, what churches do a lot is they add a bunch of things in to kind of make Christmas morning really special. Well, I'm just going to like maybe step out on a limb here and say, that's not the way I would approach your Christmas service. Now you have to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. There have been years as a church planner, I've done all the things that I'm going to say, maybe not, maybe don't do those. Um, like having the kids or having a Christmas play in the service, you know, with, with the, the Sunday schools or, you know, having a special song or whatever it is, or, you know, um, you might have a testimony. Anyways, what people do a lot of times is they, they kind of build the Christmas service. They just dress it up, um, a little bit more. And there have been years where I've just felt in the leading of the Holy Spirit, just make it about worship mm. of Jesus, you know? And, and, and then there's other times I've been like, no, no, we're good. And so the number one thing I'm going to say today is listen to the Lord. Make sure you're listening to him, but be careful when you are sprucing the service up because sometimes when we do that, we do that for us. We're not really doing it for the visitor. So what I always want to do in a church plant scenario is I always want to kind of step back and say, how does the person who's never been to church? And, and, and by the way, I don't mean dumbing it down. Let me say that. I'm not saying to dumb church down. What I'm saying is if I start sprucing up with all this stuff that, you know, kids songs and, special poems and, you know, Christmas play. Let's be honest. The average guys can get kind of bored, mm. right? It's not, it's not like, Hey, that was amazing. Uh, what I would do is I would probably look at if this is the time where non-believers are most likely to come into my service. I want to make sure that this service is powerful. I want to make sure not that like, I'm hooking people in, you know, with my, I want to make sure that they encounter God. It's that simple, right? I want to make sure that they experience the Holy Spirit. I want to make sure that my message is something that is relevant. If I'm talking about something, and by the way, I would preach about Christmas. Kind of weird when you, you do a Christmas service and you don't preach about Christmas. I would probably play some Christmas carols, believe it or not. Now, I'm old school on the hymns. I'm old school. Uh, I think it's the one time a year where you can get, you can do that sort of stuff because that's nostalgic for most people. Like even if you don't grow up Christian, that's like nostalgic. Silent night. Come on. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, 
I absolutely think that. And I think that people love, like if you went to a Christmas service and they're going to come for Christmas the one time and there's not anything Christmassy, that's kind of weird. And think about it. Most of the Christmas carols that we have were written by the really popular ones um, by Wesley, Charles Wesley and John Wesley. Um, you know, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That is an amazing hymn. I mean, there's so much of the gospel packed into those. You know what I think I would probably do? I'm going to, I'm going to jump in here. I think I would take one of those carols, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Silent Interpretive Dance, because I know where you're going. (laughs) Interpretive Dance. I like this. Keep going. That's, that's what I would do, but I would start my service with that. And my (laughs) message would be, what does this song actually mean? Let me explain to you what was going on Ooh. in the head of the author. And hey, not just a hat rack. Not just a well, Because I think you would get, like, you could tell the gospel story in a way that grabs people's attention, and they will never be able to hear that song again any Christmas ever without thinking about that. Oh, smack. I'm just saying that's what I would do if I had a church. Nobody says, oh, smack anymore. But <laughs> Sheeple. Come on, sheeple. <laughs> That's really good though, dude. That's wow. really good. Now, like, now I'm going to bow back out because we all know I got no more, more things yeah. to talk about. You're only allowed one brilliant thing a podcast anyways. Well, we actually kind of wish I would have at least one brilliant thing a podcast. <laughs> no, that's super amazing. Like, I love that idea. That's like, that's super powerful because now every time they, they hear it, even if they're not saved, that, that seeds are going to be watered. Well, that's the thing. Like you're listening to it on the radio. It comes up in a movie. You can't help but like remember the story. Yeah, dude, it's kind of like the story Amazing Grace. Like I saw the movie Amazing Grace. You know where they they talked about um, what's his name Wilbur Wilberforce or whatever William Wilberforce. Yeah, yeah. I cannot look at that or hear that song Amazing Grace and not think about the slave trader turn into God. Like I, I yeah. just I can't. Because I watched that movie. So, I mean, yeah. you can do the same thing with everyone else. So even if they don't get saved that day, that seed is planted, man. They're hearing it. You know. Yeah, dude. I love that. And, you know, really, if you're talking about um, those carols, you know, one of the things I was going to say is that these were written in times of revival where people were getting saved like crazy. And to me, when I look at those, those songs, they're so powerful, man. Like they're just, there's, there's just, when things come out of revival, whether it's preaching or whatever, when the spirit is so powerfully moving, there's just the fingerprint of God on those things. And so I would, I would definitely say, um, do that. And I love your idea. In fact, one year, Pete, we did, and you probably remember this from Refuge Long Beach. We, I think it was my last year there. We did the songs of Christmas. And what I did as a series was I didn't do what you did. I wish I had thought of that. Um, but I did all the songs in the Bible. So I did Mary's Magnificat, um, my social magnify the Lord. I did, um, Simeon's song. Now let your servant depart. I wonder in if peace. I was there for that because I don't remember that. Yeah. And a song, uh, you know, like much of my preaching was not very memorable, but, uh, but you know, each, I think one year I did the Jesus revolution um, where he was a revolutionary that was born. And I had that little picture of the, the little fist coming out of the rising out of the cradle, like, you know, the, the symbol for power and uh, revolution. 
I totally remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and in that sermon, I remember that what I talked about there was like right now, scandals breaking out all over the world and sexual harassment is a big deal. I would address that. I remember at that time when I first preached that sermon, um, gosh, this is a long time ago. This is when I was in Wales. Tiger Woods was the big thing in the news. And I talked about, you know, uh, that each one of us, cause terrorism was the big thing. We we're in the war in Iraq and all that. And Tiger Woods had his thing. And I likened that the greatest threat to humanity was not a terrorist threat. The greatest threat to every person was what was in within their own heart. And so I talked about Tiger Woods. And how, you know, the tyranny of our own desires and heart that here he was married to a supermodel, had the world on a plate, one of the most successful athletes in the history of the world, um, the greatest all timer, you know, blah, 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 and um, of his sport. And that he just basically it wasn't a terrorist that took him down. It was like he he was a suicide bomber, he took himself out. Yeah. And 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 I just said, you know. No, nobody thinks they're going to do that in their own life, but that's the tyranny of self-rule. And then I talked about here was this revolutionary who came to overthrow this tyranny. His name is Jesus, and he set us free from ourselves. And so, you know, I don't care who you are, you recognize the tyranny of self. You know, I quote a Radiohead where it says, you know, an alien looking down would, would, you know, he'd write to the folks back home if he visits about. All these strange people who lock up their spirits, drill holes in themselves, and live for their secrets. That's that's how the lead singer of of Radiohead put it. People who live for their secrets. And and I remember just, you know, like nobody hearing you have to connect with your audience, um, particularly non believers. You don't want to like guilt them, but you also don't wanna oh, we don't want to make them uncomfortable, you know, like we can't say anything that might make people feel bad. No, you you need to preach the gospel, the gospel has teeth, the conviction of the Holy Spirit. If you just preach the gospel in a relevant, meaningful way, the Holy Spirit will do the real work. And But you need to give hope. Hmm. You need to give them a sense of, even if I haven't received Jesus, I know the gospel. I know it's there. I know that God is reaching out to me. Like Pete said, you know, by doing like the series he talked about, um, you've literally given them something that's almost like the Manchurian candidate, you know, boom, it's at any minute that code word, boom, and it's triggered and the Holy Spirit goes to work on them. I love that idea. It's so powerful. Yeah. So, um, you know, don't have a petting zoo. Um, don't hire midgets to dress or sorry, little people to dress like cherubs and fly around. And, um, and by fly around, you mean toss them in the air. (laughs) Over the crowd. No, I mean, suspend them from the rafters on cable hooks, um, you know, uh, and, and, and massive pyrotechnics. I think Christmas is a time to dial it all back. Like, like Pete said, that nostalgia is working for you already. Dial it back to, to bare bones, man. Like it's the time you can afford to get traditional, um, and, and connect with people, connect with their souls, maybe take them back to a time where mom and dad went to church where they, they did see the example of the gospel. You know, I went to a liberal church, but there were women that were walking with Jesus there. And when I got saved, I remembered them. Mm. I remembered them telling me things that even in that liberal church impacted me. And and the Lord brought all those things back. So um, 
it, it can be a super powerful time. And um, so the preaching, the worship, um, really, if I were you, I, I might have a testimony. Testimonies are always super, super powerful. Um, but as far as the kids singing, if you do, please, you know, I'm not going to say don't do that. I've done that surely in a church plant, but don't overdo it. And, and by all means, um, do something cool. Like maybe have people light a candle. I love it when, when Bill Welsh, uh, my sending pastor. Make sure, make sure that you're following all appropriate fire laws wherever you're at. (laughs) Because yeah, I could just I think see they have electric ones now because I think it's illegal to have that many people living flames. Dude, the- that just scares me. Like I could just see like Refuge Huntington Beach inside with like 800 yeah. candles all going off at once. Just one kid's going to drop it and that's it. It's stampede time. <laughs> I remember our church plant. This is what we did one year. We went into the Anglican church. This is in Wales now. We went into the Anglican church. We did a candlelight service. We made a freaking mess in there with all the wax. We had candles on every ledge. We didn't light a single light. It was all the whole place was candlelit. Old Riverstone uh, Church, Anglican Church. It was rad. We served. And here's the thing. Make it special. Like if you're going to do something and it's a Christmas service, do do some really cool food for people afterwards. So people like hang out and talk, do eggnog. Do apple cider. For us in the UK, the big and, deal is, and, is mulled wine. And when you say uh, eggnog, probably without the rum, just can throw it out there. Yeah, if and particularly if you're Southern Baptist, you know. Um, <laughs> but why the rum? Here, here, have some eggnog with rum in it as you drive home. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably not good. And I, I will tell you that when we did our uh, Christmas service in the UK, um, in that church, like I said, mold wine is the old man. I'm telling you, it's, it smelled like, like a, 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 a vineyard tasting room, dude. It was mold wine is very strong. It's got all these spices and, you know, stuff in it. But, but let's but, face it. Everybody in the UK, they know how to drink and drive. It's us in America that don't. <laughs> you're not, you're actually not joking. That is very, very true. I'll never forget being in the UK and being like, so, uh, like, you know, alcohol is obviously a problem here. Um, AA, like, how big is that? And they're like, AA? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, like Alcoholics Anonymous. They're like, what's that? I swear to you, it is such a cultural difference. Americans are like, dude, you got drunk, you're an alcoholic. For them, it's like, no, we just call that Friday night, Saturday night, sometimes Wednesdays. <laughs> sometimes Wednesday I'm not noon. not even joking. <laughs> no, that I know you're culture. not. It is a binge drinking culture. And so funny enough, not not to get on this this side note here, but that that was a real thing we had to negotiate. You know, we uh, we we had to we had to work through that. And the more gritty areas we started penetrating, the more we dialed back. You know, to the point where I remember going into Long Beach and this is before I was a Southern Baptist. And I just remember going, oh, no, <laughs> we will never drink alcohol in this church from oh. day one. Yeah, no, you couldn't. Yeah, I remember that- you said no alcohol and no drugs. <laughs> I was pretty strong about that. No drugs part. <laughs> no, but you know, what's funny, though, is I had been in Wales for 12 years and I I brought, I'll never forget the first time I did a home study. 
I wasn't thinking because you know you got the little communion cups. I brought a bottle of wine and I didn't pick up grape juice from the from the store. I, I brought a bottle of wine and people looked at me like I was the antichrist. Uh-huh. I come through the door with a bottle of wine like. I got communion. Hey, the hey. way I look at it is I go, look, this is what Jesus told us to use. He didn't tell us to use no grape juice. What you talking about? No cranberry, cran apple, <laughs> ocean spray. No, no. <laughs> it was wine, baby. And definitely not white grape juice. That's just wrong. And and, and none of this white Zinfantel or rosé either. I mean, <laughs> it's got to be a good Merlot if you want to have a proper communion. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. did I just ruin that for you? <laughs> Remember, I'm not a pastor, everyone. Yes, yes. But, you know, do something special like, you know, like I said, I mean, shoot, if you're in California, you know, do tamales, man. That's the thing. You do tamales. You can buy them in the Home Depot parking lot, for Pete's sake. There's a woman walking around near my house that sells them in Home Depot. That's where I get my tamales every year. (laughs) Oh, None of this Costco stuff. Nothing says IBS like homemade tamales from the... Home Depot shopping. From the lady at Home Depot. I'm just, I'm just saying. They're the best I've ever had. I, you know, the thing is, kind of my general rule is if I go to a Mexican restaurant and they have higher than a C rating from the health inspector, <laughs> I know it's not authentic and I want nothing to do with it. I can't quit you, Home Depot tamale lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This, this one... Here's the track. Here's us. We're way off the track. This is Crash and Burn, but we have Crash and Burn for your listening pleasure as part of our special holiday edition of the Church Planner Podcast. And that's probably all the time we have. It it probably should be. (laughs) Otherwise, I think we're just we're just causing pain on our listeners. Yeah, we probably are. I didn't mention, though, that the other day in Disneyland, I... uh, I, I did get a toy. Uh, Andrea told me because she always rewards the kids for doing things they don't want to do. So uh, the, where I was going with that earlier was th- they had these cool toys at Disneyland. They're called uh, Disney Toy Box. And they have three figures out that are – and I got a Kylo Ren. That's a special – oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I got the Stormtrooper. It's a special toy uh, for going on Pirates of the Caribbean. Jamie, Overcoming my fears. Jamie made the mistake – of uh as soon as we got to disneyland on uh on tuesday because if you listen to this show you know i hate disneyland so i i will almost never go when she asks but i did my duty now i'm done done for the year yeah so luke likes to go on star tours which you can really only do if i'm there right so it was only an hour wait we're in line we're going through it so she took Mackenzie, and they were you know doing like all the princess rides this that and the next and then she, I, I text her, okay, we're done. And she goes, okay, I'll meet you at the the Star Tours Star Wars store. Yeah, baby. It's gonna take us a few minutes to get over there. Next thing you know, two Kylo Ren lightsabers later. Yeah, baby. We just blew another sixty dollars. I go, this has become a very expensive uh, ride. Oh, yeah. You asked me to do. Oh, I buy something every time I go in that store. Do you really? Yeah. You know, they don't have the rubber Rancor monsters or the rubber Jabba's anymore. Where did those go? It's going all uh, new Star Wars movies. That's the problem. It's all new Star Man, Wars. Man, I knew I should have bought those when I had the chance. I used to pose my baby with those. And, you know, right as they were starting to cry in terror, because, you know, they're ugly. I used these to take, giant rubber things. I used to take a Jabba the Hutt, and I'd take his tail and stick it up to my nose like it was a giant booger that just came out. 
That's pretty good. It works. See that. It works. Red, would you get a Would you get a chuckle out of the missus? What do you mean? Or she roll her eyes? Oh, I don't care. I'd do it anyway. What you talking about? <laughs> oh, well, it, it, they're both pleasurable, just in different ways. You, you have you get to those understand reactions. that when I do things, and people who really know me know this is true, I do it because I find it funny. I literally don't care if anyone else finds it funny. What's important is does Petey find it funny? Yeah, that's pretty true, and I think that might apply for both of us. It could very well. But I get pleasure when people laugh. I I do got to admit, when you laughed at my dad joke earlier, that touched my soul. Oh, good, good. So so uh, uh, one last thing, guys. Um, I know if you're serious, you've already turned this podcast off. But on a very serious note, I would say um, if if I were going to do one thing, I would do special prayer meetings. Um, you know, with your leadership leading up to Christmas, our leadership used to always spend a lot of time in prayer before uh, Christmas um, because the opportunities were so great. And, you know, we didn't talk about outreach. You can go back through some previous episodes where I think one year we were ahead of the game and we just really talked about, hey, you ought to be planning your Christmas stuff uh, way back at, towards the summer. But even last minute, just to, to leave you guys with a little story a um, couple years ago, uh, we, you know, I, I was moving over and I was handing off refuge Long Beach and I had issues with my daughter that were meaning I couldn't travel with her spine anymore. I was able to make it as often. And um, as I was handing over, I kind of expected that the team I'd really handed over more in the summer with the health issues that Andrew's going through and the baby. But it was official come September. And so as December started rolling around, I remember, I think it was like November, might have even been December. I came to a leaders meeting and I said, hey, uh, what are you guys doing for Christmas? Because when I hand a church off, I hand it off. And they they said, well, nothing. We, we haven't done anything. I said, whoa, you got to do something. Like, you can't do nothing. Like, that's wrong. And... uh so it was last minute. And I want to encourage any of you guys that haven't done anything. What we did is I, I, I put Bonomo on it. He was one of our deacons at the time. He's an elder now. And I put him on it and I said, Hey man, um, this one I need you to, I need you to hit Starbucks. I need you to hit the high school. I need you to, you know, just boom, boom, boom. And I just told him, look, if we just get busy doing something, the Lord will open up a door, mm. right? He will honor that. And sure enough, we went to Starbucks, built a cool little partnership with them. They let us do a pre-party uh, for a gift drive and an after-party after our outreach. And our outreach ended up being, we, we ended up getting a phone call from somebody who said, hey, Women's Children's Shelter is, you can do, you know, they're looking for people to help and give. And we're like, boom, there we go. Because Starbucks said, we have a gift drive and we want you guys to partner with us, but it's designated already to go here. And so we said, well, that's fine. That's cool. Anyways, so we were able to still do our before party at Starbucks, introduce ourselves to Starbucks by being a, I don't know, like a, a force for good in the community, which was really good. And Starbucks greatly appreciated. We helped promote their thing. And then lastly, we built this rad partnership with the women and children's shelter. So that said, that also got them on the uh, connected with the Starbucks drive. And the reality is that women and children's shelter connected with our church. So literally the entire women's and children's shelter 
now considers Refuge Long Beach their church. And on every Sunday morning, there's a good chunk of people from that women and children shelter that have come to faith, that are getting discipled, and have had, have had their lives absolutely transformed, turned around. So the power of this season is very, very important not to miss. And it's not too late if you haven't done anything. It starts with prayer and it ends with action. And then wait and see what God will do. I dig it, man. I dig All right, it. guys. Well, this has been our very special, truly special, quite special, amazingly special holiday edition. Right, Pete? Of the uh, Church Planner Podcast. And this has been Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell. You, Pete, Pete Mitchell reminding you that if you want to reach the ones nobody's reached, choo-choo. Just, I'm not going to get through this. Is, is it a choo-choo? It's choo-choo train. And, uh, okay, let me start over. This has been Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell reminding you if you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching, you need to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. My next book is going to be called I Wish I Had Listened to Pete. Hi, I'm Scott Blair, church planner. If you are anything like I used to be, you probably woke up feeling alone and somewhat isolated today, wondering to yourself, why isn't there just one place that I can go to discuss the things I really care about, like bear attacks, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Game of Thrones, and even Christology? Well, I'm here to tell you such a place now exists. This is not make-believe. I would not joke about a thing like this. Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones have created such a place. No, no, no. It's not heaven. They didn't create that. But it's the next best thing. The Bivo Ministry Inner Circle. BivoInnerCircle.com Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Church Planner Magazine.